Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 135. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. You all right? Hi. Hi. Everything seems a little all clearer. We can rest until the meeting. I don't really think I want to stay here. I meant in the ship. Hi. Yeah. Going, going back to the ship sounds like a good idea. Yep. Uh, you get back there and it only takes about 10 minutes or so. And sure enough, in another, like, 15 minutes, you're actually cutting it kind of close. You don't see Malorn's ship, but you do see an oddly generic-looking woman uh, who's a little bit shorter than Lily, but uh, with a long braided hairstyle. Um, I guess he got through the control tower without any problems. Perhaps. <laughs> I suppose you could not have chosen a more disgusting planet for this. Good to nope. see you, too. It's good to see you, Malorn. Well, Lily says every time she sees him. Indeed, I see you. You see only a, a false deception of me. Let us inside your ship that way. I mean, drop this disgusting ruse. That's the sound of beers being poured from Lorne. Mm. You get inside, he drops his, his uh, disguise, and you just put a beer in front of him right away? Sure. I would like a cool check first. <laughs> that this is just a friendly, jovial beer, not I'm trying to get you drunk. <laughs> I am going to upgrade so it's a purple and a red. Malorn, not known for his cool. Do I have to make a cool check? Because I don't really care if he gets drunk. I know he likes the beer, but I don't know. Surely, surely this is higher. Hmm? Malorn's got to have like four will or something. Oh, is this against his vigilance? I was. Oh, I was thinking his cool. Yes, he does have like four will. So a red and three purples. But I'm giving you two blues because he likes beer. And Lily, it sounded like she was helping you deliver some beer. Okay. Yeah, I'm always pro Malorn having a beer and relaxing a little bit. If, you know, Imogen picks out the beer that got Lily trashed last time, and he drinks it real fast, then he'll learn the same lesson. I mean, if he drinks too much, then he can't he can't fly his ship. You just have to fly. <laughs> then he can't drive. Oh, I know we got some McQuizer on a mojo that we were going to bring along for him. Old Cold Marsara Brew. Old Marsara Brew, yeah. Yeah, I know I pulled that out because now I, I, I don't know if I know your plan or not, but I'm very excited for him to try it. I got some this special on, where were we, Tarsonis? Uh, you got it on Marsara from Lee June, I thought. Yes, on, uh, from Imogen, Marsara. Imogen puts the Emojin beer in front of him and like kind of like pushes Lily's arm aside oh. and, and is like, wait, he has to earn that one. He does. <laughs> Okay. Because that one is from Lee June, and Lee June is the one that I want him to talk to. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but sorry. like you said, Lily doesn't know everything that Imogen is trying to... Like, Imogen is manipulating multiple things here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imogen, back to her manipulative faculties. Yeah, but she <laughs> fails with two advantages. Uh, like, you put the beer in front of Malorn, but he's just not... He's not quite biting at it yet. Something else is clearly occupying his mind. Right. You offer this to him, he's like, yes. Our, our timing is going to be almost ideal. They won't be there too much longer, so we should be able to intercede before they head out to be a little bit more disorganized. What do you mean? They won't stay in one place for too long. I've heard that they're planning to move on soon. Come now. If you were a superior being, you would not want to stay in some lifeless hellhole of a roach station, would you? Well, presumably they had a reason for wanting it. Is it just so that they could use the Terrans there? Perhaps, perhaps just a show of strength to demonstrate their nominal superiority over that pathetic group of Terrans, so that's hardly worth the credit. Tell me, Malorn, do you know why they went there? Do you know what they hoped to gain? I would like a charm check. Definitely, in her, her voice, there's a quality of, I know something you don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, this is a charm check, so that's going to be two purples. He's actually pretty easy to... To charm. I had two advantages on the failed cool check. Were you doing it? You can take a blue. I think you're going to take a black on this, though, because you're implying there's things he doesn't know, that you know something about the Taldarim that he does not, that he has not explicitly told you. Correct. 
I have a knack. Mm-hmm. Having a knack for charm means you can be a jerk whenever you feel like. Only when I need it. Four successes and one advantage. So you ask him why, does he know why the Tile Dream are there? Yeah, what they hoped to gain out of it. I believe it was a convenient staging point for some raids on uh, some other Protoss technology. It was an easy place to refuel. That there were some Terrans in the way it was a minor inconvenience. Your ships fly on the same fuel as ours. That is a disgusting way to put that, uh... That you need Vespine just as much as Terrans do. He was trying to think of a... That you, Terrans, eat the same food that a... a what do you call it? A Lyot eats. I mean, we do. This is coming from someone who won't even breathe the same air as us. That beer is a drink or just like, whatever, water. That is what it is like. This beer... And he finally cracks it open. This is like the Tau And then he <laughs> finds some other like weaker alcohol in your stash or whatever. He points to like the whiskey like that. Okay, whiskey, not weaker than beer. <laughs> is like the other Protoss. And then finds somewhere like there's a dripping faucet. Maybe there's like some mold or something. I don't know. There's some damp corner. That is Terrence. He's just pointing to the ship. Yes. There's a... Oh, like a wet rag somewhere. He's like, and that would be Terrence. Does he notice Sheila? I thought Sheila was in your room. No, no. Sheila's in the main... Sheila's on the science bench. Okay. Uh, does he notice Sheila? I mean, it is kind of right there. Yes, as he's like pointing things out, it's when he knows it. And what is that disgusting? Even more disgusting than normal. And images just like, in your analogy, that would be the Zerg. <laughs> yes, why do you have... A piece of Zerg. Was he aware of what Snowball was? He didn't have terribly much interaction with Snowball. However, he does know that my brother Aiden is a Zerg. Because he helped with that whole adventure. Oh, right, right, right. Did he know that Snowball was a Zerg, though? I don't know that it ever came up, really. He might not have. Honestly, if he did, he probably forgot. Yeah. Like, he never paid attention to Snowball. Yeah, so he just, like, that's disgusting even for a Terran. And Sheila just, like, belches out. <laughs> I, like, kick on the fan, that uh, the exhaust fan that I installed in the Sheila area. Yeah, it's a good idea. A very good idea. I mean, he's not wrong. And, like, he starts drinking the, the Mechweiser, which is, it's got a strange taste to it, because it's Eumogen. You know, it's full of vitamins. And when I say he starts drinking, of course, he just puts his, his tendrils into it. They add extra vitamins mm -hmm. and minerals. Yeah, there's some healthy component to it. It's probiotic. Yeah, he he tries some and is like, what is this? It's not exactly the same thing as hard kombucha, but it's pretty close. This has no... Ugh. No body. Ugh. Well, we have something better, but uh, I don't know if, if you would want to sully yourself by uh, dipping into something. Oh, do you have Zerg beer now? Is that it? <laughs> no, I have... Uh... We've got something that's a sort of uh, offering from someone who's interested in talking with you. And why would I care that someone wants to talk to me? Unless that person is Lendasha, I don't care. But there's folks that can further embarrass Lendasha on your behalf by putting her technology to inferior Terran uses. I would like, I think, a negotiation check, because that's really what you're doing here. Yep. I will upgrade this. It's a purple and a red. All right, is there a blue dye because of beer? Yeah, sure. I mean, Lily's like, this is good stuff. You can get a blue dye from Lily, too. It's confederate. I, it's tearing something or the other. He, like, looks at you confused, Lily. Yeah, I figure it's more tone than what she's saying. Yeah. Are there yeah. any uh, additional blue dice for playing into his motivations? Not in this case, I don't think. He hasn't had this beer yet. He doesn't know. That's true. If he knew how good it was. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we are at two advantages, but no successes. It's like, I will deign to consider such things after we have stolen Lantasha's warp blade. But right now, we have one singular purpose. You can feel free to try, like, another angle here to try to work this out. Or you can say you'll do it later. I think I'll come back to that later. For now, though, I will say... I, uh, I think I'm going to act like our plan is already decided upon. Okay. 
So I'll be like, well, great. Uh, Lily, you can take us up then. We can get started right away. So I feel like that's a like a fast-talking deception check. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is a red and three purples for his vigilance. Three threats. Success with triumph. Okay. So I believe that Malorn misinterprets what you say and is very agitated by that. Uh, he says like, oh no, you, and he points to you, Lily, you are not flying my ship. I know you have some strange obsession with Protoss technology and ships and you can't get your hands off it, but you will absolutely not fly my ship. Just as I would never want to fly this hunk of junk. I would sooner ride in your ship than you fly my ship. Do you even know how to fly a Terran ship? Does a, a Terran know how to build an anthill? Such things are beneath me. So he's saying he can't. Why don't you show him how to do it, Willie? Okay. Blast off! Yeah, yeah. Uh, give me an average uh, pilot check. Are we just going to Iceberg Station? Is that what we're trying to do now? I'm trying to get us underway before he realizes. Yes. So that oh, okay. his options are limited. We're kidnapping Malorn for his own mission. Yep. All right. Lily just like, sure, you got it. I just have to get this thing out of the trash mound. Out of the trash nest you made for it? Yep. Two successes and two advantages. No problem. Is Crack my knuckles. Blast right into atmosphere. And it takes a few moments for like, yes, you can pilot your own ship. Very good. Do that, which is minimally acceptable. Did he drink beer? Uh, he had some of the MacWiser. Oh, okay. He's not had any old... That's why he's still cranky. Old Marsara, yes. <laughs> he had some that he was not happy with it. Lily just smiles and shakes her head. Oh, it's just Malorn. <laughs> <sighs> now, let us resume. Return this pathetic piece of metal. We can take my far superior vessel. Uh, it's too late for that. We're already underway. Tell me, how fast is your ship? Fast enough. I would like a... Almost like a streetwise check. Three purples. Failure with two threats. A failure with two threats. I guess I will say fast enough for what my intelligence about the station indicates. Malorn doesn't know that we're doing something for Salandis also. Right, right. But like, as far as like the schedule of activities goes, like Salandis thought we had plenty of time to get there and things like that. So right. I, I will leak information that I maybe shouldn't, that I'm working for another Protoss. Yes, I think that is the case. I think he posits that the only reason you would, my ship is distinctly faster. You're going to be cutting your corners very close by taking your science. I will. Science is not even a word that this vessel deserves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gets on Lily's good side even more. Your soothsayer's craft would be to haul off some piece of errant technology. Who else are you working for today? Or is it your own greedy Terran hands? Those two things are pretty much the same. When we work for people, our greedy Terran hands get credits put into it. Who's putting the credits in your greasy, greedy, polydactyl, disgusting Terran hands? He's got like three fingers. You're not the only Protoss who scrapes the bucket to work with us. Turns out Terrans are good for something. Ugh. I suppose I should be glad that other Protoss also have to deal with the likes of you. Besides, won't it be more embarrassing to Landasha when she loses the things that she actually got that station to acquire, in addition to her own personal warplate? And what did she care to acquire with that station, if you know so much? Dragoon parts. <sighs> a useless piece of antiquated technology. If a warrior cannot survive in the battlefield, they don't deserve to keep unliving. I don't know exactly how it works. It seems to me Lindasha and her crew do a lot of things you think aren't worthy of anything. So why should it surprise you that she wants to immortalize her dead soldiers? Uh, give me a deception check as you, like, talk around his words in a weird way. Unless you think a charm check is better. I I was going to say, I'm not. Yeah, deception is not appropriate. I am working with the words he said, but this feeds into my whole thing about, like, his actions make no sense to me. He hates everything about their society. It's almost more like debate. Is that more like negotiation or is that charm? No, I, I think charm is. You're trying to convince him of something. What is charm checks against him? Two purples and a black. We have success with triumph. Okay. I think you actually learned something about Malorn with your triumph. 
something new about Mulan? Something new. You bring up all this, like, these are the things that, like, he's standing against. He hates all this stuff about it, but he wants back in. He's like, yes, no, I hate it. No, you don't understand. I have to. And he, like, loses his cool, as he's prone to do. No, you understand. I just, I need to embarrass Landasha. I need to show her. And then, then maybe then, I can get my place back in society. And I can get a place next to her. I thought, I thought we were doing all this to, so you could fight her to the death. But, but you're just keen on her? Well, I would fight her, yes, to prove that I am worthy. And I would grant mercy upon her when I defeat her. And then she would clearly understand that I am a worthy Taldarim warrior. This is all just because you're sweet on her? What? No. And he immediately, like, clams up about it. That's, that's ridiculous. I will slaughter her with her own warp blade. <laughs> Lily's, like, piloting. She's like, huh? <laughs> Have you tried giving her a beer? Yeah. I find... This is primitive Protoss mating rituals. This is absurd. He, like... Storms off? There's no, like, room... He storms off to the bathroom when... I mean, there's, like, our rooms, and there's, like, the foyer. Yes. He wants to pull her tendril. <laughs> Like, pigtails. <laughs> pigtails. I understood. It's like, you know, he wants to steal her warp blade. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to get her attention. Pull her tendrils. You know, put a zerg in her hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, he storms off to the bathroom to, to cry and sulk. No. To sulk? To sulk, I think, definitely. Alright. He doesn't just say, we will speak no more of this, or something like that, and then he, he storms off. He needs to regain off. his cool. Yeah, he's got to do whatever he does to regain cool. It's not insulting Terrans, I guess. I mean, that helps, definitely. <laughs> good for nothing, Terrence. Now his comments about her stupid, wrinkle-free face make a little more sense. Yep. I think Lily will actually look at Imogen. <laughs> well, well, well. Now we see why he uh, didn't want us to kill her accidentally at Dorf. All this talk about needing to defeat her in battle and take her place. He just wants to take her to some place. I don't even know Protoss or sexual organisms or not. Knowledge Protoss check. Yeah, make like a three purples. Can I compare notes with Lily? <laughs> I mean, I don't have any ranks in it. So Luda. I mean, she knows a couple of Protoss. I can theorize with you. I mean, you spent time with like Axe and stuff. I mean, we didn't do anything like that. Axe. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking that you and he were doing... I mean, it was before you were with Durian, so it's all cool. It <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Together, but you know, if he like told you about his girlfriend or something, <laughs> it's, it's a failure with two advantages. Yeah, you know, there some Protoss seem to have more female voices, features, but like those voices, you're pretty sure are like mainly for the benefit of Terrans anyway. It is not clear. But Protoss, when speaking into Terran brains, use pronouns. Yes. So you're not 100% sure. It seems like there maybe is. But you don't know how, how it all works. Where do Protoss come from? You don't know. Ire. Yeah, that's going to be a tough time. Well, when he's finished with his sulk, we can tell him about how we've captured him and are uh, turning him over to his beloved. Uh, yes, it, it, like, it's going to take you like a couple days to get there. After like an hour or two, he eventually does come out. Couple days traveling with Malorn are gonna feel really long. Yeah, everyone's gonna need like a cool check. You don't want to give him some of the good beer? I think we might have better beer than the Emojin stuff, at least. Do you have any of that cold fusion? We have atomic ale. Oh stiffia, yes. He hasn't tried buster, that. Kick in the face. And then all we have is the old Marsara brew, so I don't have any. You know, and I hate stories that spend way too much time listing all the <laughs> wine people drink. <laughs> He likes the cold fusion, and that's why you got the atomic ale for him. Okay. Yes. So you have some atomic ale. Yeah, so we can give him some of that, right? I mean, I look at, at Imogen, I'm like, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was just the old Marsara that... You wanted to hold as a bargaining chip. Yes. If we have a couple days, I think he needs to relax. Yeah, so he is sulky, definitely. What is the plan that you lay out to him? He's providing less resistance than he perhaps normally would because he's just sulky. Oh, and then we give him the beer, and it makes him worse. He's writing poetry. Stupid Terrans. The plan that I lay out for him is that we go to the station and hail it, saying that we've captured Teldrin that we want to, like, ransom to them. 
It is scarcely believable that two Terrans would capture a Taldarine. Right, because Taldarine have never been imprisoned by Terrans before. That is a sore point to bring up. Yeah, well, I bring it up. It's the start of our relationship with him. Continues drinking his beer. <sighs> what is the next part of your absurd plan? That we look to collect some sort of bounty for turning you over to people, because I believe you've said before that you're some sort of exiled criminal among your own kind, and uh, they let us into the station, and then we proceed to steal the Dragoon pieces and the Warblade. I mean, your plan was what? Fly your ship up and then fight everyone? My plan was to enter with you as my Terran servants, as the station was nominally occupied by Terrans, and use that to walk freely. Under your plan, we would at best be escorted somewhere for me to be tried. How is it that you think you could walk freely among Taldarim? Not every Taldarim knows every other Taldarim. Landasha would know me. Landasha better know me. How large is Taldarim society? Like, I thought you were, like, an exile. Like, persona non grata. Not supposed to be around. Are there not wanted posters up of you? Are you not the Jim Rayner of your people? Wanted posters. The Jim Rayner? Who is Jim Rayner? <laughs> Those Taldarim who are in the line for ascendancy well know who I am. And many, many perhaps know it. Fear me, even, as he tries to talk himself up. But <laughs> Fear me, but not recognize me. They'll recognize my name, but not my visage. That is my plan, anyway. If anyone who threatens me, well, they will have learned very quickly. But your plan hinges on Taldarim allowing you onto their ship instead of just saying, Exile, blast a lot of them. No. For your plan to work, they need to know it's me specifically and that Ladasha would demand to have my head. But they would have no reason to keep you alive. And I gather that is something that is important to you. <laughs> Perhaps less so than it should be, given your pathetically short lives. You're the one who seems to think you need us. You're useful in some ways. The same way that day. Yeah. Cocker Spaniel is useful to the person. Blah, blah, blah. The same way that a tame Bengalas is useful. That's so actually an illusion we understand. How far have we gotten before we have this conversation to the station? You're like halfway there. I don't know. And showing up in the science vessel? If we're going to steal the Dragoon parts, we need a vessel that we can transport it in. If they were to believe that you would kidnap me, it is much more believable to it is in your own vessel. Rather than two Terrans could not only kidnap me, but a pilot a highly advanced Taldarim ship. But with your plan, can you show up in a science vessel? No, I cannot. Unless it is that I have commandeered your vessel, but that is already a, would be a mark upon my character that I have to force to fly a Terran vessel. I could counteract to them that they are forced to use a Terran uh, space station, but it would be a difficult place to start. You can't summon your ship, can you? No, I cannot summon my ship. Thank you for reminding me. Is that something that other Taldarim can do? Not that I am aware of, no. Is this a feature that your ship has, that you can simply will your ship to come to you? Presumably ships could have that capacity, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, does this world have, like, concept of autopilot and stuff? A limited autopilot. It's considered dangerous to have too much AI, because then it becomes hackable, and... Oh, then then Lily's, like, probably an Emojin ship could. Well, we don't have Emojin ship. Emojin ships don't even need pilots. Right? So you probably could summon a ship. And Umojin Beer doesn't need alcohol. He just, like, dumps out the Mechweiser. Oh. Or Umojin Beer doesn't need flavor. Yeah. Very well. I suppose being taken in by a Terran plan will be even more embarrassing for Lindasha and her crew. I mean, if we've misread the Taldarian political situation, it's only because you talk yourself up so much. Double-edged sword, right? You cannot possibly begin to comprehend the many layers of intrigue and violence that permeate Taldarim society. So we're going with the kidnapping plan? <sighs> the best way it will appear is that I have nominally surrendered to you 
so that, of course, at the last minute, I will overpower you and take my vengeance. He convinces himself that, yes, you're, he's going with the kidnap plan. Okay. <laughs> he just needs a, he needs a reason to believe in himself. All right. If he's accepted the plan now, I will give him an opportunity to make himself feel better. Lily uh, just flies a ship and offers the beer. I have something else that I wish to do with Mullen before we arrive. What is that? I wish him to try to psionically attack me. Do you have a death wish today? I suppose your plan can be enacted with just your compatriot and I. Surely you have enough skill and control that you can choose not to kill me. I could choose not to, yes. This is an opportunity for him to feel superior again, to uh, improve his mood, but also for me to actually test out what Blight taught me. That's my goal. Okay, so here is what I will will say to you. He says this, and then I would very quickly like a vigilance check of three purples. Or no, two purples and uh, two blacks. Three advantages, but I fail. He doesn't say prepare yourself. He just bam. Okay, so I don't have time to pull up the... Not in this first instance. He launches in immediately. You are not prepared. Okay, but he still has to make a roll. He makes his roll. What is your... It's it's not opposed by anything specific. No, it's whatever the difficulty of the spell is. Right, right. It would only be upgraded if I had gotten my shield up in time. Yep, yep, yep. You take just four strain, as he does appear to have dialed it back a bit. The first rule, you must always be ready for attack. As he's envisioning this as another training montage. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I have Blight's perspective on this, but if I'm going into a place where Protoss could be attacking me, trying it out against Protoss seems like a good idea. Yeah. You were not prepared. You were thinking about your plan or your future, whatever pathetic credits you'll be paid for this dragoon part. Or perhaps I was thinking about getting Malorn to agree to psionically spy with me. Perhaps. All right. So now you're ready. You can set up your defenses. I can raise shields. Yep. And this costs two strain just to do. Yes. Oh, great. Well, it fails, but I have three advantages. You have three advantages. You can induce a black die, I'll say. Okay, just like on his next check? Yeah. And does that take two? Yes. So I can heal one string? Yes. Alright, so I get a, a weak barrier up. You get a weak barrier up, you're still like, he is, Malorn is fast at this. Yeah. He can very quickly launch psionic assaults. Granted, you're like right next to each other, so he's also not having to stress out about this. You can feel some haze, he's like, impressive. For a Terran. <laughs> yes, for a Terran. But let's see how you do. He like pulls out his warp blade when there's a little bit more chaos. All right. It is only a maneuver to activate the warp blade. Yes. So he has his warp blade out. And you can roll again. You will be at a black die now just because he's got his warp blade out. He's not actually threatening you directly with it, but he's got it out. He's distracting you with it. You don't know how much you trust him with it. Finally, they're getting to the sparring. I got this vague sense that they were going to spar, but then they just stared at each other for a while. And Yeah, these two, look, they just need to spar already. Yeah. I also am going to... Ignite your warplay? Yeah. Okay. And then Lily will truly believe that we are just over here sword fighting. That's right. not why I'm doing it. Yes. You do not take a black die on your warplade activation. That warplade activation succeeds with two advantages. Ah. You can remove that black die then. Actually, you you are focused. You feel defended. Psionicness is flowing through me. There's you know, this slight twinge in part of your brain, but it's nothing. Right where the hole is? Yeah. <laughs> well, I fail again to get this shield up. How difficult is it, the spell for you? It's two purples. I'm rolling two greens, two yellows against it, but I'm not succeeding. Okay. Uh, no advantages this time? Nope. Causes more strain. Uh, yes, he gets through again. He just does another, like, two strain. He is indeed holding back. But at the same time, he's, like, legitimately, you know, sparring you. It's, like, easy to parry blows. Right. But it, it's it's hard to focus with, like, a battle going on around you while this is happening. Yeah, and I'm not actually skilled at brawl at all. No. He eventually relents after, like, multiple salvos. Your psionic skill has some measure, but you are not a warrior. In battle, you have to be able to maintain focus. There will be everything crying out for your attention. You have to find the one thing that you are focused on while not getting stabbed by everything else. So do you have any actual rules of engagement for us on this one? It doesn't 
Lauren have rules of engagement. Lindasha is mine. Yeah, so we've heard. If he had a mouth, he would form it into an angry shape, but he doesn't. Are they hairless? I think they're hairless. But there's maybe there's like a brow ridge or something? That there's a brow ridge, yes. That can crinkle in annoyance? Yes, definitely that. He doesn't just go... Mm. Uh, he has no rules of engagement about other protoss. That is not his concern. So his main concern is stealing her warp blade and looking cool in front of her. And stealing her heart. Well, we can't help with that. Ready to melt some hearts in Iceberg Station? Jeez. Have a matchmaker's side business? I mean, we did just <laughs> deliver a letter from a husband to his wife. Right? You did do that. So, you have recovered all your strain at this point. It has been like another day. Malorn is having some trouble sleeping, but he's doing okay. Do they sleep? I thought he just like sits there. Sulking. <sighs> yeah, I thought he'd kind of meditated or something like that. Isn't he just a space elf? Ooh. Uh, but you are rapidly approaching Iceberg Station and you get hailed. Oi, who's there? The station's closed. Right, there's pirates. I feel like I want to approach this from a coercion perspective of like, yeah, 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 I, I'm here to talk to your masters. Put me on with Landasha. You are going to be facing a red, a purple, and two blacks. I've got a knack for coercion. There you go. Four successes. It's like you brush them off almost. Look, I don't know when Protoss from another. Oi, oi! Some lass wants to talk to. What do you. Whatever. Uh, in a moment, uh, another voice comes on. Have you, you guys have heard Landasha talk, correct? Yeah, she's like Valley Girl ish. Yes, this is not her. Why am I being bothered to. Jeez, oh, they're all the same. <laughs> speak into this wretched microphone. Look, we've captured one of your uh, exiled, uh, let's see, how do I want to phrase this? Traitors, deserters, exiles. Yeah, yeah. Infidels? Uh, yeah, or like apostate might even be the right word. Okay, apostate, yeah. We've bagged one of your apostate former Taldarim. We know some of your folks on the station here have a particular grievance with them, so we're looking for some cash. Okay, this is negotiation, I think. If you don't think it's deception. Uh, no, you're right. That is definitely deception. I mean, I am skinning it as a negotiation, but... Yeah, 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 No, I think this is deception. And so I think you're at a red and two purples. And a black, because it's ridiculous to believe that Terrans could capture a Taldarim warrior. I don't have a knack for deception. Ooh. Oh, yes, I do. Sorry. It's leadership <laughs> I don't have a knack for. We do have story points, too. Yeah, you have two story points. Uh, I think I'll use one because we need to get on the station. Take your upgrade. Now, my story is too ridiculous to be believed. I have three advantages, so it's possible they'll pretend like they believe it to get us on board, but I fail. Yeah, I think what he says is that, like, some absurd story. What are you, some pirates trying to retake your pathetic station? Then they tractor beam us. Is that even a thing? Are there tractor beams in StarCraft? I don't know. I don't recall there being. There might be. He tells you to piss off or they'll blow you out of the sky or out of the space. What is the purple smudge on the map? That's a ship. There's a, a variety of Protoss ships that are docked on the outside as you're approaching. You can see. There's one or two Terran ships as well. There's a couple different Protoss ships in various sizes. So that's all that's representing. Ah, okay. Can we show visuals through this thing, or is it all just radio? Yes, you could. Good idea. Oh That's why we keep Lily around. But Lily's not very social, but I could try to make a check and just send a thing on the computer. Is it like a picture of you with a gun to Malorin's head or whatever? Malorin tied to a chair with duct tape across his mouth. Oh, wait. Yeah, I mean, I could do a quick Photoshop. Give me a skullduggery check. Yeah. <laughs> While she's talking, I'm like... Yeah, you're making like a stupid, like you add like a little speech bubble and then you realize, oh wait, they can't see what he's would be saying in the situation. Right, right. Uh, I'm going to say three purples on the skullduggery. Three successes and two threats. Three successes and two threats. Like, Malorn is like 
this is like this is ridiculous. He's like ranting at you. Yeah. As you're doing this, but you just send it across. Do you want me to take strain for that? Yeah, you take uh, two strain. Okay. I giggle and then he gives me a look and I. Yeah. That's where the strain comes from. But you send that meme to them. Yeah. It, yeah, it's you with uh, Maloran all tied up. The other uh, Protoss is still online. What is? I can't believe this, Maloran! You pathetic wretch. Ah, so they do recognize him. They do recognize him. I turn and, like, very quietly say to Moran, like, see? See, they know who you are. He's grumbling. Very well. Bring him on board and we'll find some credits to dispose to you. Okay, that didn't sound like we will shoot you as soon as you come on. Right? Vigilance check? Uh, You can make a vigilance check if you like. It is purple and a red and a black because it's over, it's a Protoss voice and it's over the radio. It's four successes. You don't think he's going to intend to just shoot you on sight? No. It's just like he doesn't want to deal with you any more than he has to. Okay. That seems normal. Yeah, like he turns you back over to the pirate guy. All right, then. Talking Bay 36. Pretty empty space. We'll meet you there. No funny business, all right. Aye, I need to hear an all right. Aye. All right, then. You do not need a new deception check for that. Okay. He's just a bit of a stickler. A lot of grumpy people in this neck of the woods. Well, you know, it's harsh times. So, <laughs> Malorn, what is he thinking? Like, as soon as he sees Landasha, he wants to start his scuffle? Or? We have to get her warp blade. It will be either on her person or in her chamber. She's going to be the highest ranking member of the Taldarim here. So she'll have whatever the grandest chamber here is. So we'll insist that we will only turn you over to her, because we know she's in charge. Yes, that isn't necessary. Some other Taldarim might try to take credit for it themselves. And we will be on the lookout for signs of the Dragoon as we proceed. Yep. You are greeted by one Protoss Taldarim warrior who's got a pair of side gauntlets similar to Malorn's. A very similar set of tendrils. And there's also seem to be three pirates just standing around. Two of them just have pistols. One of them has like a shotgun, a bit of a motley crew. All right. I feel like we're doing this with like weapons on us. Yeah, that's completely reasonable. They definitely have weapons, not like pointed at you directly, but they're kind of out. Yeah. I mean, like I wasn't looking to step out gun in hand, but I feel like it fits our story for us to be armed people. Yes. Where do you stash Malorn's Psy Gauntlet during this? Does he not wear sleeves? He does not wear sleeves. Like, it's obvious when they have a Psy Gauntlet on. It cannot be easily covered up. Okay. I mean, when they were turned on, but I thought they themselves were... But, like, to another Protoss, it will be very clear that it's okay. a Psy Gauntlet and that he's not, actually. Well, is he going to let me carry them? <sighs> Look, he lets me carry one to begin with. If you're going to let... A Terran touch them. It's a slippery slope. I shall hide it upon my person. That these fools will not be able to recover it. And you guys can tell he does a pretty shit job. It's right there. A Protoss would not think to look there. Is it a skullduggery thing? Can we help him? A skullduggery thing, yes. Three purples. Lily actually works to improve the situation, whereas Imogen just berates Malorn. Our <laughs> Protoss eyes so weak. They can't see things sticking out of your pocket. You guys have such a dynamic. <laughs> Skull decorate. All right. You can take a blue die as he had an advantage. Not wherever he put it. It's a wash. So I think my skullduggery ideas. I mean, we could put it on my back or something. If he doesn't want me to hold them, then will you let Lily hold them? Ugh. Just as despicable. At least Lily is a warrior. Very well. And I'm going to use the frying pan laser on this. Yep. Just seems like something Malern would like, because this was the thing we got from Lindasha out from under her nose. Yep, that is correct. It's disguised-ish, but... It is. Yeah, but once it starts shooting... Yeah, I think he would be a fan of that. Yeah, they're going to know what's up. Okay, so Lily, you have Malorn's Psy Gauntlet. I mean, I'm assuming it's not very heavy. Uh, Psy Gauntlet's two encumbrance. Okay. Not a problem unless I'm carrying that toolkit, too. No, you are not. 
probably don't need that on this adventure, but you never know. What if the spaceship starts falling apart? Well, don't we have to dismantle Dragoon? Possibly. It's up to you how careful you want to be about that. I am not taking it because that's four encumbrance and it only provides a blue die. And at this point in time, I am now up to three yellows from my mechanics checks. Ah, uh, I see, I see. So, given that I don't know, I might be like running for my life at some point from vicious protoss. It's possible. Okay, you step out. Lily, you have one of his side gauntlets. Uh, he kind of has his hands behind his back. You two are behind him. I would like a group cool check just as you step out just to demonstrate they're like, yeah, this is exactly what we pretend everything's, we're in control here. We totally caught right. this guy. Definitely. Three purples on this cool check. So I roll this and I get a blue die for my companions? Yes. Because Malorn and Lily, not the coolest customers. There are two threats, but it's a successful triumph. Do you want me to take strain because I know that I'm working with people who are not cool? Yes, you're worried. Especially, like, Lily's, when something sets her off, it sets her off. But, like, she's generally on the level. Malorn, though, total loose cannon. Yeah, at any point in time, he could... He could just decide he was going to kill these people. Yeah, but we have successful triumph. You have successful triumph. Uh, so I think this particular Protoss is like, Ah, yes, Malorn. Captured by Terrans. Oh, oh, for the second time, is that right? Malorn's just like gritting his teeth, not saying anything. Gritting his brow. Oh, he doesn't have teeth. Gritting his brow. <laughs> pathetic, pathetic. Oh, oh, Lendasha, she may want to hear of this herself. Tell me, how did you capture him? Did you, did you catch him sleeping? Was he trying to fit in on one of your Terran worlds because he doesn't deserve to live in a Protoss world? I'm not sure what type of check would be needed for this, but essentially what I essentially want to say is like, any of you guys could turn on us at any point in time. I'm not going to reveal my Protoss catching secrets to one of you. Oh, I like that. Coercion? This is a deception check. Deception. You have a Protoss catching device. This is a deception check. You get an upgrade. This is going to be three purples. This is a failure, but I have an advantage and a triumph. A failure with an advantage and a triumph. Okay, so he does not believe that this Protoss does not believe that you have any sort of advanced capabilities. Well, he most certainly pins all this on Malorn's own stupidity, incompetence, inability, unworthiness. Does he say anything that indicates how Malorn was captured the previous time? He does not. Uh, He just knows that Malorn had been captured, I think. Yeah, or at least he doesn't reveal anything like that. Uh, he has another, or you have a triumph, I should say. Yeah, advantage and triumph. Yes. He's somewhat open, like the, the weapons are relaxed. Uh, his side gauntlets are on him, but not at all. On or charged up. And he comes right out, he's like, very well, what pittance do you require in terms of your credits? Perhaps you want one of these, these fellows as a servant for yourself? Pushes one forward, and he's like, oi! Not part of the arrangement. Oh, oh, well, yes. Um, yeah, I always wanted a pirate. That's. <laughs> I'll tell him he's not the person we're here to, to bargain with. Lindosh is the one who has to evaluate the value of the chattel. I think this is a negotiation check. Okay. You can take an upgrade from your triumph. Just two purples, because he doesn't really have any presents. There is a black die, though, because he would rather take Malorn for himself. I have a knack for negotiation. Well, there you go. Maybe win her heart himself. One threat, but four successes. Malorn, you like had to hold his hands. Obviously, he probably could break free if he wanted to. Uh, you have Lily hold his hands. <laughs> He's not liking this. You take another strain. As you're, at any moment, he could lose his shit. Even if he doesn't have his warp blade on him or his uh, side gauntlet. Uh, but your Protoss interrogator, interlocutor, is like... Suppose she would want to see him for herself. Very well, I can take you to her chamber, I suppose. You will have to, of course, relinquish your weapons for safety reasons. I scoff at that. What, are Protoss scared of us? Ah, and you make a coercion check back? Yeah. Okay. That is going to be a red and two purples. Against his discipline. I succeed. He wrinkles his brow at you. 
Indeed, I suppose we have nothing to fear, just as these pirates could put up no resistance. And he, like, pushes one of the pirates. The guy just stumbles. Could be worse. Fine, then. Uh, and he bids you to come along with him. All right. I will say that the pirates kind of take a position on, like, either side of you with the Protoss fellow leading. And there's three pirates? Three pirates. Okay, and... How many Protoss ships on the exterior of the ship did we of the station did we observe? Uh, you saw three or four. And are these things like Malorans that are like one-person crafts? Most of them are Malorans are a little bit bigger. You don't see any enormous ships. We totally should have done a sensor sweep. We were in a freaking science. Yeah, that would have been smart, real smart. That was dumb. <laughs> yep. I'm just trying to get a sense for like how many Protoss I think are here. You are not sure. Between four and, you know, 40 is your suspicion. Okay. You go along with him. How close does the Protoss stay to us? He's a short distance ahead. And what about the pirates? Uh, they're also short distance, mostly behind. I want to quietly talk to them? I think you can quietly talk to one of the pirates. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, I, I think they're they're kind of jovial. Well, not jovial, but one of them is at least curious Oh, anything, anything news going on out there? Dominion still dominating. Ah, I see. I will certainly, like, give them a little bit of local news, but my question to them is going to be, like, what kind of gig do you guys have going here? Give me a streetwise check, because they don't really trust you yet. Uh, red and a purple. Can I have a blue dye for providing them the current affairs they're looking for? Yeah. What do you say about the Dominion that's still dominating? Same, same as ever? Was there irony in that guy's voice when he asked that question? Not necessarily. It's like the Dominion is the largest human force in the region. Okay. I'll tell him that they just put on a big show on Tarsonis. Pretty much just showing like, oh, we can make a big army and we can go someplace. It's all over the news channels. Boy. Did it accomplish anything? Eh, there's still Zerg, you know? There's always Zerg. Yeah, it's one constant. But I have two successes and an advantage on my streetwise check. Okay, yes. You, you build a little rapport with this guy. He's just... Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a gig. Frankly, not any worse than before they were here. Is this a gig in the sense that you're getting paid? Or is this a gig in the sense that they're letting you live? Oh, a little from A, a little from B. Look, someone takes over the station. Uh, yeah, they could just kill you. I mean, some of us died when they took it over. But we surrendered right quick. Are they, like, at least letting you go out on sorties and things? Well, we've gone out at a couple jobs for them, I'd say. We you get paid, but it's not like any of us got the funds to get off the station. Not that we did before, either. Not a lot of ships coming out to a pirate station. Not a lot of ships looking to take on a pirate passenger. Especially one who's not paying. Then what kind of jobs are they having you do? Well, we run the station for them. Since it's technology that they're not used to. Uh, they had us go out... Fight some other Protoss for some dumb reason. They enlisted Terrans to go fight Protoss. Their pride would let allow that? I guess so. Maybe they didn't want to be seen doing it or something. Don't write low what the uh, deal was, but they specifically a capture mission. Right strange it was. You, you caught Protoss? That's pretty important. Eh, some Protoss robot thing. I don't know. I try not to think about it too much. That's exactly what I'm trying to get you to talk about. Ugh. What about you? Where are you from? You you don't sound Confederate Dominion. You don't recognize an Emojan accent when you hear one. Oh, I've never been to Emoja. It's way too rich for me. I'm stuck on a pirate station. What's 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 new in Emoja? What do you do there? I don't do anything there. I'm not there. <laughs> Alright, well that's a good point. It's not really too many opportunities for folks like us, I say in an inclusive manner. I would like another streetwise deck. Just a red and a purple. I have two advantages, but this one doesn't work. Uh, I think he's congenial, but boy, there's no us here, mate. You got a ship, you got a prisoner. I'm just working for my next meal. Alright. I wonder if you could kind of find out how many people are on the platform by kind of just being like so 
are they manning this thing? Because it would need a crew or something. And is it just them three? Like That's an interesting question, Lily. How do you try to ascertain that? As that, that conversation is kind of shut down between Imogen and this pirate. I mean, Lily could try it and just be like, so do the protests work the station? Uh, you ask one of the pirates. Yeah. Uh, give me a streetwise check, red and a purple. We'll see how far I get. <laughs> yeah. Oh, three successes and three threats. Okay. I think the pirate is like, oh, the protests don't do shit. Just come in, take over the place, new boss, same as the old boss, I tell you. He's talking too loud, though. Oh, is that what the threats are? Okay. The threats are that, and the Protoss turns around, he ignites a warp blade. He's like, you have a problem? We could always space you. You should be glad to be alive. Kind of looks at you, we have a problem here? Oh, no, sir. Yeah. Uh, You do take three strain. Yeah. Sweating it a little bit. As he turns off his warp blade. These rabble are not worth discussing over. They work for the credits or they die. Okay. Crack my neck a little bit. <laughs> Can I just ask a question? Yes. Because we, we both successfully made streetwise checks, but I feel like we haven't actually learned anything. Like, I, I'm all in favor of, of playing out conversations, but right. my... Attempt to play out a conversation leading to getting them to give me information didn't actually arrive at giving me information. So they have let you know, the pirates, that they are getting paid after a fashion. They are doing jobs for the Protoss. They were specifically sent to capture this Dragoon. It's not that they're enslaved. It's just like it's hard to come up with the money to like find a better position out here. So I think that's what you've learned from these pirates. Lily's goal was to learn about the size of the forces on the... Yes. Well, I found out that the Protoss don't man the ship, but it was gonna. My next question was gonna be like, so just the three of you are manning this whole thing? But I think you can at least get that much off. And and the guy kind of whispers like, oh no, it's three dozen of us keep this ship either going or we're freeloaders or people just passing through. Well, hard to be passing through when Protoss take over, but so you do get some information about that. Okay. You don't learn how many Protoss there are. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it got cut off with the talking too loud. Yeah, I think that's that cuts us off as the Protoss looks back again. Okay, okay. But yes, about three dozen pirates, which is actually a bit of a skeleton crew. On a ship, they might be crammed into it, but on the station, they might have space, it seems. Yeah, it would seem like it'd be difficult with that many just to run a station, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's not super big, and if their station itself doesn't have any particular purpose other than to be... It's like a refueling stop. Okay. Nominally for asteroid mining, really for pirate raiding. Right. Uh, I should say, like, when you came in, there was, like, a couple barrels of Espane just in the main hangar. But if there's a couple dozen of them, probably there's more than two Protoss on board. Yes. In fact, you see a few other Protoss as you walk through the station. Are these Protoss kitted out like Lindasha's goons were at Dwarf? No. Most of them are kitted out similar to Malorn. These guys have some very basic armor and Saigon. It seems to be the, the primary loadout of these fellows. Does that mean likely no cloaking? That is what that suggests, yes. Now Lindasha, you don't know how she's kitted out exactly, but... Right. Uh, yes. This fellow takes you right up to... There's clearly a fancier door. There's two Protoss... Apparently standing guard right outside it. There's some exchange. They're having some kind of conversation, but you're not really party to it. Can I try to be? Yes, you can. I think that's surface level thoughts. That sounds good to me. You are at short range, I think. And does this Protoss goon have... No, he does not have adversary. I succeed. No threats even. Okay. You succeed and you're reading the minds of the, the person who's been leading you. Yeah, right. that okay. seems like the easiest one to access. Yep. So you basically get like one side of the conversation, actually. Interesting. Do I only get the incoming side? Or no, I get what he... You get whatever he's thinking. Okay. More or less. You sort of get in very early on, but not right at the beginning. You're like, look, Ladasha will want to want to deal with Malorn herself. What do you mean? That's ridiculous. I don't have time for this. Ugh. Fine, I'll deal with it later. Ugh. But not, he doesn't think what the it is. That is correct. He plays the pronoun game a little bit. In his thoughts? Like, you're not getting visual images. You're getting service level thoughts. 
you get like frustration and like I have to wait. This is baloney. And he turns back to you. He's like, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait until Andasha is available because these two fools refuse to yield for something worthwhile. Does he indicate who he is talking about when he says these two fools? The two guards at the door. Who are Protoss. Who are Protoss. Okay. There's some disagreement between. But there's no problem with him calling them fools to their face. Apparently not. They may be. Give me uh, perception checks. Yeah. Uh, you can both do that. Turns out Axion was just really polite and Celindas are really polite. I mean, they're not Taldarim, so that's that's <laughs> one reason. I fail. I have a threat. I have a triumph. We see nothing. All I got was a threat. Okay, interesting. You can each take a strain, but you have a triumph on a perception check. So that could also be perceiving through other means. I mean, I was just tapped into somebody's brain. I think it's possible that you just drift over to one of the guards' heads. It's like, what do these guys think of this? Yeah. You're, like, you're still in the zones. So you just kind of like, well, this is very similar to Alderim. Let me just see what he's thinking. Uh, that guy's just thinking like, I don't want to deal with your crap. Ladasha gave strict orders. Doesn't want to be bothered at all. And it's a soundproof wall anyway. She was very specific. She doesn't want to be interrupted. Okay. And it's, I'll say you almost get a feeling of like, this guy wants to fight about it. Well, let's do it. But like on the surface, he's holding firm. He's just a guard. Right. But right under the surface, he would fight this guy if provoked. Okay. I want to provoke things. Okay. You slightly adjust thoughts. No, 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 no. I, I was going to use words. <laughs> Ostensibly directed at our Taldrim escort. Mm-hmm. Like. You have to stand for this? What the hell? I thought you were... Yeah. Like second in command or whatever. Yeah, like, this is an important thing for you to be able to present to her. You're gonna, gonna lady Macbethum. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna let these, these two fellas stand in your way? As if you're just some Terran that they can order around? Okay. I feel like this is almost a leadership check. And I feel like that is three purples. You have one story point. I will give you a blue, though. Because he is annoyed at these fellows. And you know what? He does deserve better. I have an advantage, but tons of failure. He scoffs at that verbal command, almost. But there might be a way for you to, like, cause an accident. Like a physical accident that might cause an altercation between them. Or maybe something's convenient. (laughs) Oh, something's convenient. Yes, if you can describe a convenient way for something to break that could cause a fight. The first thing that came to mind was like somebody's side gauntlet like accidentally gets activated. That is a possibility. You know, because that the guard Protoss, his brain was very close to like, oh, I can fight this guy if I need to. Yeah. And so like if the side gauntlet interpreted that as like, oh, got to be ready, that would be a how convenient. I think that would work. If turning something on with this ability makes sense. Yes. No, no, no. I think that's fine. It's like you trip it the wrong way. You lose your concentration for a second. You let your anger get the better of you. You turn it on in haste. I'll even give you a blue die for that. Because, like, they are on edge regarding specifically that. Okay, I'm going to use our last story point. (laughs) Protests, they seem like they lead very stressful lives. Well, Taldarim do. Four advantages and success. Yes, you turn it on. And there's like a, there's only a, the faintest moment of surprise on the guard's face. Or not the guard, your uh, escort. He believes that he subconsciously turned it on himself. That he made the decision that he wasn't going to put up with this guy's shit. Wait, who turned it on? Your escort. That was not who I thought. Oh, who were you? Whose side on it were you igniting? I thought you told me that one of the door guards was like borderline ready to fight. Yes. That was who... I thought. Okay. I thought you were turning on your escorts because that would seem threatening to the guard. So the guard would turn his on in response. All right. If the escorts was an option, then yes, yes, that would also be convenient. I didn't know that was within the realm of possibility. Okay. You will consume two of your advantages to have him believe it himself, that this did not just happen, but that he consciously decided to maybe in his head just threaten these fools. Okay. Would you like to recover strain with the other advantages? Yeah. 
Your escort ignites his warp blade, turns around like a threatening manner. Guard immediately ignites his warp blade. The other guard, like, he ignites his, he stands back for a second, though. What do you do? You've been listening to Fraud Investigators. Set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.